0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Muy buenas noches to all. We got the late night edition of Phillies game recap as the Philadelphia Phillies finish game two against the Colorado Rockies. And unfortunately, I do not have good news for you guys as the Phillies fall yet again. Six to five is the final in Denver, Colorado. With this loss now, the Phillies have now dropped seven of their last eight games stemming back to that Met series that we saw last week. And look, it's tough for me to be optimistic going into these games. Game in and game out. When I'm seeing some of the same struggles, whether it be the starting pitching being the issue, or whether your bats are still freaking ice cold, it is something different every single game. And there are lists, there are different things that I watch with this Philly team, and, and it's clear and it is evident that there is chemistry issues. There was some big two new pieces that you were implementing into your lineup, and you set a fielder as well. So maybe we should have seen some of this coming, but. We just went through last night, and reminder: what, I, what I'm telling you guys, we're playing a Colorado Rockies ball club in a ballpark that is a hitter-friendly ballpark. Monday night, you fall four to one. And thanks to everyone who checked out the short the TikTok video that we put out for yesterday's recap with the Sixers playoff game. It's it's tough to get the Phillies recap out there, but in that game, the Phillies only produced one run off of five hits. That is not good enough, and with the cold bats, I'm trying to look at what is it exactly that's going on because I understand that there are some new pieces, but this is professional baseball and baseball is a little bit different. Not like basketball, not like hockey, not like football, not like soccer. Where if you get a new piece, it takes a while to for for the chemistry to kind of gel together. With this lineup, I figured with the professional bats that you had, that the the runs would be coming in like like hotcakes. And it just isn't the case whatsoever. Now, Girardi has ran out 12 different lineups in all 12 of these games, and that is definitely a factor as well. But here's the issue, guys. There's no need to panic right now through 12 games of this season, but you do not want to put yourself in a deep hole. Like What you don't want is come Memorial Day, you're 10 back of first place of the NLEs, where, look, the Mets will met, and I, I genuinely do believe that, but what you don't want to happen is the Mets to collapse. And you put yourself in too big of a hole that is going to be too hard to kind of climb out of. So it's Phillies, It is time to get some of these some of these results together and it's going to get our act together. But tonight we'll definitely discuss what will happen. But will when will the bats wake up? And that is the question still remaining with this team but real quick what is going on thank you so much for tuning on it is a late night i'll recap and i do understand that obviously the phillies playing out in colorado i got my hair sticking out and everything that's how you guys know it's for it, it is real it is it is it is late one here on the east coast but oh we got facebook youtube twitter and of course we got tiktok thank you so much for everyone tuning on in right now we are if you guys are awakening out there you guys want to discuss tonight or i should say tuesday night's Lost to the Colorado Rockies. The link is right now in the comments section. You guys can come on in and give us your two cents. And, of course, TikTok, you're able to do. At, come come right on in. The link is in my bio. Head on over to my TikTok account. Head to the bio, and then we can discuss here right on the show here that is live on YouTube. What is up, TikTok? Of course, guys, drop your comments, questions, and concerns as well if you would like, like to as well. You definitely, definitely I'll get your thoughts out there too all right let's get to let's get into this game to start it off I will say I was thoroughly pleased that there was a different mindset coming to the plate in this game for the Phillies I really this was, to be to start off this game this is really one where the Phillies for once stopped trying to swing every ball to the fences it was a grit and grind they were just trying to grind out some singles just to get some hits just to get on base that's all it was focus on one at bat Try to get a hit. Try to get on base. If we get extra bases, bonus. But let's just focus on getting on base. And that is something that they have not been able to do um since they were s- s- this entire season. It feels as if because of the expectations with this batting lineup, the expectations was to hit the ball out of the ballpark every single game. But for right now, it, it, you're in a funk to start off the season. That happens. And you know what? It's better to get this funk out of the way right now. As I continue, as I continue to say, and for but but you got to get out of it. And the best way to get out of it is kind of like when we when we talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. And obviously, that's a different way, different situation. But when you're in a scoring funk, get a run, get a goal, any which way you can. Just get the freaking runner, the goal, and and for the Phillies, they really got that mantra going here today. They really grounded out. They they were working the pitcher tonight. Uh, we had Freeland for the Colorado, and he went. He went five innings deep, and he threw eighty one, uh, sorry, eighty seven pitches tonight. Uh, Kyle Freeland threw for the Colorado Rockies, and that is something that was definitely a positive to to watch as well. Um, for, for once they were just looking to get some solid hits. Uh, in this game as well, uh, Phillies were able to get a two nothing lead uh, with this with the style that they were playing at that grit and grind type of style. Um, the quick scoring um, yet again, and um, to see uh, the seesaw battle ensued right after that. Following that two nothing lead, um, the first inning we saw the Phillies get some finally get some hits. Bryce Harper was able to bring a run off of a single. And that was get the to get the scoring started. We also saw a Matt Veerling uh single to bring in another run to get us into a two-nothing, um, a two-nothing lead. After that, Kyle Gibson, who had a solid outing through three innings, the fourth inning really it all fell apart for him. My man threw 80 pitches. He saw, I'm sorry, 80 pitches in one and in one inning. Can you imagine? He threw 30 pitches. Through eight batters, and he allowed three runs off of five hits. And this is a guy who was through three innings. He was scoreless, I believe, he allowed one hit before that, and it all kind of fell apart in the fourth inning. And this is kind of what we keep continue to discuss with all these starting pitchers. They look so good. Aaron Ola did the same thing on Monday, rolling through five innings, and it just—it's a matter of one pitch, and it, the game just completely changes for all these guys. And it's just been so frustrating to watch. But I will say I was impressed of the way Kyle Gibson was able to bounce back. Following that three run inning for the Colorado Rockies, the top of the six, uh, you would get a single from JT Real Muto. And following that, Kyle Schwarber would hit a homer, the first homer since that Saturday game against the, Mi- or sorry, the Sunday game against the Miami Marlins. So he gets two home runs in the midst of three days. And that would get the Phillies lead back in the top of the six, a four three game. However, the bottom of the seventh inning, following Kyle Gibson's outing, they decided to go with Sir Anthony Dominguez for the seventh inning. And Sir Anthony looked pretty solid to start it off. But unfortunately, though, Kyle Blackman got in the game. Oh, man. He had Kyle Blackman at 0-2. I'm sorry, Charlie Blackman. I'm sorry, right? Charlie Blackman. Right? My my, my mistake in here for, for someone else. Blackman, I was correct. Anyways, Charlie Blackman up to bat. He gets him down to an 0-2 pitch. On the third pitch, he throws a four-seam fastball at the top right corner of the strike zone, and it just, it, it literally was borderline. It was a clear strike, but that was such a close call, and it would wind up being a ball. And eventually, Sir Anthony Dominguez could not get out of that at bat, and he would, he would eventually walk Charlie Blackman, and that was a real momentum killer at, at that moment because following that, um, you you we would see two batters would get on on base. Uh, we had Chris Bryant uh, as well get on base, for, as well as Charlie Blackman, and then the uh, Joe Girardi decided to go with a pitching substitution, putting in Jerry's Familia. And in the first batter that he faces, CJ Cron, who's having a great season for the Colorado Rockies, homers this ball out in left field to bring in a three-run home run for the Rockies, giving them the six-four lead. And in the midst of that, it he <laughs> just lose the freaking lead off of one freaking pit one freaking pit literally tonight it just took one pitch for both Kyle Gibson and for Jerry's Familia. I, you know what? Let's throw – I guess we could throw in Sir Anthony Dominguez as well, although he did not allow the runs, but you guys get the picture there. And the Colorado Rockies would find a way to get the lead back. Top of the eighth, the Phillies would get one back after a J.T. Realmuto double. Then comes in Kyle Schwarber, who hits a single to right field, and J.T. Realmuto, being the great base runner that he is, would bring it on home, and that would cut the lead to one. Unfortunately, though the Phillies could not get the job done, did a solid job of the, in the bottom of the eighth with um uh, Bellinelli. Uh, what is it? What is it? bar comes into the game and uh, Bellotti Sorry, Bellotti comes into the game and he did a great job of getting out of that inning on a one, two, three. And then at the top of the ninth, you get a Camargo line drive to third base. Bryce's Stott strikes out, and and uh, Gene Segura. Gets grounds out with with the pitcher throwing at first base, and that would be the game for the Philadelphia Phillies. Just like that, the Phillies fought the the Phillies fall hard here tonight. Fought a little bit harder than they should have, and they unfortunately could not squeak out this game and would fall to the Rockies six to five. Let's start off here talking about Kyle Gibson because uh, again we just discussed it. The mantra with these pitchers going deep, looking good, and they just. In the midst of a couple pitches, it just kind of falls for them and they just kind of lose the game. And it's all been mental with these guys. I don't know what it is with the mindset with the starting pitching, but it just feels as if right now their minds, they're they're mentally just not strong enough at the moment. And that could come with time. And obviously with the warmer weather, it'll definitely help as well. Um, Kyle finished night with six innings, six it, six hits, three earned runs with three strikeouts. Not the best, but like I mentioned, he did start off good. Through those first three innings, and that was definitely something promising to see. But what that generally surprised me about Kyle Gibson's outing was the fact that Joe Girardi stuck with him through six innings. After throughout that fourth inning, when he's throwing 30 pitches and he's around 66 66 uh, pitches, I'm thinking to myself, Joe's gonna take him out, right? Because that's just kind of the what the analytics will tell you, right? After sixty-five pitches, you're gonna take him out. But he stuck with him and he allowed him to go ninety pitches. Now I read I do read into that a little bit because it kind of tells me that Joe trusts Kyle a little bit because think about that fourth thing that he had and for him to go back with him in the fifth and in the sixth inning. And it, it paid off because Kyle did a solid job in both the, the fifth and sixth innings, a couple scares, but he did a solid job of getting out of that. So that is definitely some good news to see. In the year in baseball, where we're with analytics is taking over the game more and more, the less you're going to see pitchers pitching complete games, no hitters, uh, shutouts, all that good stuff because of what the analytics is telling you. It is good to see that Joe Girardi went with his gut and trusted Kyle Gibson and allowed him to go that deep. And I think that will pay off in the long run for sure, guys. He did a solid job bouncing back. I definitely have to give him uh, credit where it's due. Look, we're losing, right? We're four and eight right now, but I do think that there are positives in every single game, and tonight I do have a couple of those positives. So now I'm number one. Like we mentioned, it the fact that they changed the style instead of swinging for the fences, I really felt like they were grinding it out for a lot of these, a lot of these runs. I think that was definitely great. I mean, in a night where you had Matt Veerling, Matt Veerling getting an RBI for the second run of the night. That was definitely great to see. He's obviously not having a great start to the season. I believe he's got uh, two. now he's got four hits on the young season here, and he's definitely been struggling, but that's kind of the way that that kind of tells you the kind of game that we were having. Johan Camargo comes in um, at, in the second inning Following, I'm sorry, in the third inning, following a D.D. Gregorius injury. D.D. was at bat. And he, it, I believe he was he was uh, batting ninth here tonight, um, and then I'm sorry, batting eighth here tonight, and then he get, he hits gets hit by the ball on his left hand, and it re- was reported later on that he suffered a left hand contusion. So he is day to day according to Joe Girardi. So that's something that definitely we need to keep an eye out for. But I was really pleased that Johan Camargo, in a sub situation, comes in and gets two hits. And did a, obviously, we know he's got a great glove, and he did a great job at shortstop here tonight. Um, but I thought Johan Camargo did a great job as well. Um, the middle of the rotation, or middle of the lineup, really was producing a, a lot for you tonight. They they really were the bashers of the lineup, you may say, with JT Romito batting fifth and, um, <clears throat> and Nick Schwarber batting sixth. Um, really added a, a, a pop to this lineup. And they were the culprit of the final three runs for the Phillies in this game. The th- the, th- uh, the f- three out of f- the five runs that they did score were from those guys. Um, and listen, what I will say about this, I think that this is something that Joe Girardi needs to work with. We'll see how, it, how it turns out tomorrow. Obviously Joe has been changing these lineups after every single one of these games. But for right now, You got a partnership right now in the lineup that is working, and you cannot take them out. Now, Kyle Schwarber eventually will return back to leadoff, and that has been a discussion. Do you put him back at leadoff? Yes, you do. Let him get comfortable. He just went through a funk that really put him in a bad spot. And so right now, you got something that's working. Let him get more comfortable. Once we get to those warmer months, then you can put him back to leadoff and try that out. Right now, obviously, Gene Segura, Not a good showing in these two games that he was leading off. JT Romito is another option like we've seen before that you can use that leadoff as well. And you do have Odubo Herrera coming back soon. (laughs) I know, I know, no one wants to talk about Odubo. We'll get to that in a second as well. Um, But look, the Phillies need to focus on something. They need to focus on not getting run or not. They need to focus on hits and not runs is what I'm trying to say. They need to focus on hits and not runs. Again, like I said, focus on one at bat, get on base. That's all you got to worry about. If we get extra bases, that's great. But just focus on getting on base. And I do think that sometimes the mindset when you're The Phillies, when you got the bats in the lineup that you do, and you're in a ballpark like Colorado, like Coors Field, where we know it is a hitters-friendly ballpark, I do think there's a little bit of a psyche. Your thought process is, I got to hit the ball out of the ballpark because I am in this prime, pristine ballpark that is going to allow me to get the ball over the fence. But let's just focus on getting some hits. Let's let's load up these bases and, and let's get some runs that way. Right now, you're not hitting the ball at the ballpark. Got to be real with yourselves. So I think for right now, you need to focus on getting those hits. And I think that that's something that they did really well here to, tonight. And that's something you definitely need to focus on. Keep getting those hits. We know these bats are cold. And tonight, the, the Colorado Rockies had four double plays, four of them. So that should kind of tell you everything that went down but the middle of the the lineup definitely was great to see for sure guys um I really do feel that Alec Boehm has solidified third base and I really felt like tonight was the first night in a long maybe since his rookie year in the short end 2020 season where I feel like he looked comfortable third base making routine plays The the throws weren't crazy outland. He had one little high um, third to Reese Hoskins at first from third. But other than that, I really felt like he looked comfortable at third base. And we know his bat. I mean, right now he's a 471 hitter. You know, take that for a grain of salt, right? Because we're only 12 games in. But that that, just his bat alone, you got to keep him in the lineup. When you got the struggling bats that you do, you got to try to find a way to put him in. Now, Bryce Harper has been DHing. Uh, over the past couple games, and we do know that he did it again here today. He's going through a, a elbow soreness that he suffered in the in the Mets series, and he's still been battling that injury. And he's gone and until he feels fine. He's gonna continue going to DH, which kind of hampers the lineup because um, now you gotta you're forced to put essentially you're forced to put Alec Boehm at third base, um, and then obviously you gotta put Castellanos out there. And Schwarberg is going to play. has been playing uh, left field it, it, since uh, re, the, since Bryce Harper's been back at the DH spot. Once he's able to go back to right field again, I still would like to see what it would look like at, uh, at, with all three in the outfield. Meaning Bryce, Schwarbs, and Castellanos, Not for every game, but just to kind of just to kind of change it around. Uh, Obviously, now the D.D. Gregorius injury does change things up, which I do think he'll be back no later than a week. He he is day to day, and I do think he will be back. But optionality and 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 that's another issue as well. The fact that Joe Girardi has been changing these lineups as much as he has. These guys are not getting comfortable in those spots. But I can't blame Joe because Joe's got to figure out what is the best possible lineup for this team going forward. And this is the time to do it. So I, 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 I that's going to take some time. But for right now, um, we're just going to have to keep changing this around. We got to find out what is the best possible uh, lineup with the injuries. Of course, injuries are something you're always going to have to deal with. Uh, Bryson Stott has been struggling. He comes in a substitution situation later on in this game in the ninth inning, and he just flat out strikes out, and it just, it just looked flat out bad. And I, I'm listen, he's a young kid right? And he looked good in that Oakland A series actually had some sat-bats in that Mets series. I mean, he went with two for three against Max Scherzer. No, that's Max Scherzer. So I, I'm not ready to send him back down to Lehigh Valley. I don't think that really is going to help him. He's a major league ball player. At the end of the day, He he's just a young kid going through an early funk. And that is completely normal. I'm I'm not ready to give up on him, keep him out there. Um, and right now with the DD injury, it's going to open up some um some time to play as well. I do, I do expect tomorrow Bohm and or tomorrow. Why am I saying tomorrow? Later today. We have an afternoon game. I do expect in today's game. We have we're going to have uh, Alec Bohm at third with Johan Camargo at shortstop again. I don't see how you can change that whatsoever. Um obviously the center field position is something we're going to continue concerning about. Uh we did have Matt Beerling with a 2 for 3 game which is great but um, me, Matt Veerling. at the end of the day, he's not really giving you much uh, uh, else as far as pop or power or anything. And I, I know that the thought going into the season was the rest of the rest of the lineup was going to be able to carry the bottom of the lineup, meaning the, the, the eight and the nine holes. And unfortunately the rest of the bats aren't really carrying the lineup. So when you're looking at a Matt Veerling and you're looking at center field as a whole, we've been wanting a little bit more. And so Matt Vierling has been putting into his tough spot, a lot of pressure there. But look, I don't think that Matt Vierling is the answer long-term this season at center field. I, I just That's just how I feel, I, just from a small portion size and even what we saw last year. Um, the thing problem is as well is that Odubo Herrera is now in AAA. He's getting ready to come back up here to Philadelphia. He could be back up here by week, and we do need a leadoff off. Here. And Oduble does have some leadoff experience. So it would not surprise me whatsoever if Joe Girardi brings him up here and at to- and some days puts Oduble Herrera up there at, uh, at the leadoff spot. Although I will say the best I have seen Odubel Herrera has been in the bottom uh, half of the lineup, meaning like the eight. Like obviously, we didn't have a nine. Usually the ninth spot was for the pitcher. But like seven, eight, that's really when I've seen Oduble at his best. So. It is getting it is getting really, really, really uh, dicey here with Odubo Herrera coming back. I have no word on Mickey Moniak yet. Really wish he can come back sooner rather than later. Hopefully at the same time as Odubo Herrera, we can have Odubo and Mickey Moniak battling it out here in Philly in the majors, but I don't have a good feeling about that. And of course, they did also uh, sign Dustin Peterson. Um, he, he's going to be a minor league guy, guys. Uh, you know, I saw some people getting excited about it. He has some time in the majors. I think he's coming from Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. But he, at the end of the day, is just a minor league guy. And, and I do believe that the plan is once Odubel trade to come up to Philly, he's going to be an everyday uh, center fielder or outfielder out for in Lehigh Valley. But look, again, with this game, I just... I just want to understand what the mindset is for these guys when it comes to teams like Colorado, like Miami. Why is it that they struggle some of these, some, against some of these teams? Why is it that we struggle in Coors Field? Since this build, ballpark has been built, we have struggled against this team. I mean, even the, the 07 series in the playoffs where it was the first year we made the playoffs, we just snuck in, and it was all hunky-dory, and we run into this... Cardi at Colorado Rockies team led by Matt Holiday, and we've lost. And obviously, thank God that happened because 08, 09, 10, 11 probably wouldn't happen if it wasn't for that series. It really was was a a, uh, foundation piece for what they were trying to build in those days. But overall, they just struggle in Colorado, and I just don't flat out get it. Like we mentioned, this is a hitter's friendly ballpark. We got a lot of bats in our lineup, and yet we still struggle against the Colorado Rockies. The Miami Marlins is one thing, and that's even weirder. Um, I guess the whole division thing definitely has something to do with it as well. But the struggles against these bad teams, it it is just rough. It just makes no sense. When you have the talent that you do, I just don't get how you can constantly lose to these teams. I mean, even Colorado comes into Philadelphia last year in late summer and take a series away from us. We did the same thing against Pittsburgh last year, if you guys remember in August. I think it was Kyle Gibson's first start as well in that series. We lose a series to the Pittsburgh Pirates. These, these bad teams, like they just struggle against 2020 against Baltimore. Like I just I just flat out don't understand how it is these guys can play so down. Like it's so bad how they play down to some of these bad teams. But we're gonna. This is going Listen, this a ba- baseball is one of the most grueling sports there is because you're playing every single. It's 162 games, and so what happens on a Tuesday night has to get put in the past for your Wednesday afternoon game, and that's what's going to happen here for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's trial and error. You go back out there on Wednesday and you go you keep trying you keep trying to go swing that bat and you keep trying to get runs i'm sorry you keep trying to get hits and not runs you guys can tell it's a late one here guys it's 1:30 out in the east coast where we're still grinding out here we're still hanging and of course we're still talking phillies and the rockies again reminder guys the link right now in the comments if you guys want to come on in and give us your thoughts we got the we got backstage open for you guys to come on in. Luke is cracking. His Mariners got the job done here. What's happening, Luke? We appreciate you. Uh, Jersey man Mike letting us know we not good right now. Uh, that's a very, very scorching hot take, man. We are not good right now. We are not that right now. Jersey man Mike, are you related whatsoever to Jersey Mike's? Because I love me some Jersey Mike's up, man. And it's it's 30 in the morning, but I could definitely go for a uh, a number nine, Mike Sway, mayo, bacon, of course. <laughs> what's up TikTok? What's up user? What's happening? What's going on, guys? Uh big uh, big Mike's on in here as well. We not good. We not good. Damn straight. What's up, Aaron? What's going on? What's happening? Thumbs up, guys. Although the the Phillies are more more thumbs down. But What's going on? I appreciate it uh sebas i don't know what you're talking about but welcome to the phillies game recap go phillies i appreciate you checking on in it's a late one guys i understand guys it is it it's a it's it's tough to stay up for these games and trust me i i know i definitely know all right so with this loss now it brings this team now to 48 they are four games below 500 um and when we look obviously it's a little bit early but i believe i feel like it's it's now time to start keeping an eye out for these standings because we're baseball fans. We're crazy like that. <laughs> right, so right now, the Philadelphia Phillies are currently in dead last place of the NLEs. Currently, the Mets are running away with it at 9-3, and three, as the late great Denny Greenwood once said, well, why don't we crown their asses, huh? <laughs> why don't we crown their asses? But uh, Washington and Atlanta are tied right now at six and seven, and of course the Miami Marlins uh, have only played ten games and they are four and six, um, and they are just behind uh, above us. Obviously, they won the seat that uh that series against us, and in their last ten games, the Philadelphia Phillies are two and eight. It's it's atrocious. It's it's definitely atrocious to say the least. But definitely have all the confidence in the world that our Philadelphia Phillies can bounce back. Once this uh, once we get into the to the meat and the potatoes of this season. But for tomorrow's pitching matchup for a 310 first pitch, we got Zach Eflin going up on the mound, facing off against Herman Marquez. Uh, Herman is a solid pitcher. I remember him facing off against him last season. Uh, But for Zach Eflin, um, it's pretty much the same with the rest of the pitchers. He's looked solid through a couple innings, but hasn't had complete performances and. We saw that tonight or on Tuesday night, Joe gave some more trust to Kyle Gibson, which to me was a bright spot. But however, with Zach Eflin, I want to see how we handled handle that. Obviously, Zach coming off of a serious injury from last year, how much is Joe going to rely and going to use Zach Eflin for this game? So that would be very interesting to see. Uh, Morgan letting us know, is Yankees got the job done in the, uh, against the Tigers today. Awesome stuff. I could I could probably real quick spot that one out. April nineteenth, the Yankees took care of the Tigers four to two today or on Tuesday. Uh, looks like uh, Garrett Cole. Oh no, Schmidt he got the Clark Schmidt got the win for the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole. Wow, not a good outing. Garrett Cole. Is he good? Is he good anymore? He went one and two thirds uh, for, on Tuesday night, and he allowed a hit and two earned runs off of three strikeouts. So not the best outing uh, for Garrett Cole. And he's been struggling, and it's it's a one point when I and, and obviously we didn't get we didn't get a chance to do the full live game recap yesterday. But um, the whole rule last year that the uh, MLB took away for the pitchers, um, the what the the what's that stuff called the sticky stuff that they used, the tar the tar. Well, any any type of substance um, pitchers were were now not are not now not allowed to use when pitching. And obviously, I do feel like that has really affected Aaron Nola um, ever since that rule has happened. I'm going to have to look at the numbers, but he's not the same pitcher, And I think that that has something to do with his three uh, regression as well. Garrett Cole is another one of those guys who has regressed ever since the uh, substance span for the pitchers. Um, it is what it is. You got to adjust. I, I, it sucks. And I, and I can only imagine how much of an advantage that has been for pitching uh, or, or for pitchers in general. Uh, but you, you got to find a way to adjust to it, man. Uh, Morgan, letting us you know that Garrett Cole has been struggling. That's the life of a pitcher, man. That is the life of a pitcher. So we'll see how Zach Eflin does. Really hoping he he has himself a great outing tomorrow. But I can't. I really it's tough because you guys know me. I love to be optimistic, especially when it comes to my teams. But it is really tough to be optimistic about these Phillies, especially when the bats are struggling the way they are. It, I just every day I'm like, all right, today's the day they're going to wake up. We're going to get 10 runs. It's going to be great. And they did that on Sunday. And then we obviously saw what happened on on, on I'm sorry, they did it on Saturday and then on Monday. Um they have that dot against Miami as they put up three runs and a four three loss and then obviously one run uh, on Monday. They get themselves uh, five runs tonight, but still it's still not enough. So we'll see if they bounce back tomorrow. Um hopefully hopefully they do because um if they already they have already lost the series, so it would be nice to get one win. Let's get swept to Colorado. I, I, I think that's pretty self explanatory. Let's not get ourselves swept by Colorado. And then we have to come back home for a series against Milwaukee, which we know will not be easy. I think we're going to see our old friend Kutch, Matty Klintak. Well, Matt Clintack come into Philly for that one? We'll talk about that later on when we get closer to that series. And, of course, um, we have the uh, Colorado Rockies coming into town to start off next week. So it should be all fun and games. All right, guys, it's going to do it for tonight's Phillies game recap. Again, the Phillies fall 6-5 on Tuesday night to the Colorado Rockies. and They'll be back at it on Wednesday afternoon for some, for some uh, afternoon baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. If you have enjoyed the content, do me the solid by hitting that like button. And, of course, make sure you guys subscribe if you haven't already to join on this family. We talk Philly sports all the damn time, so make sure you guys subscribe and never miss out. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Phil, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Phil's. Talk to you guys soon.